This is episode number 228 with myself, and you're entering the solo round. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, and each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome to the School of Greatness podcast, everyone. My name is Lewis Howes, and I'll be your host today. And I've been doing a lot more of these lately. They're called solo rounds. This is a Q&A. The last one I did, a lot of people shared it. A lot of people enjoyed me answering their questions. So this is a kind of uh, me and you time. This is where we get to sit down. You are uh, one of my guests. You're entering my studio in the School of Greatness studio here in Los Angeles. I am looking out over the Hollywood Hills. It's a beautiful night as I'm recording at about 12.40 a.m. my time. So it's late night here. And I thought I'd sit down, uh, get my cup of tea, and answer some of your questions. I posted on Facebook earlier today. And if you're not following me there yet, make sure to go to Facebook slash Lewis Howes and follow me there. As I'll ask sometimes to post your questions for what you want to ask me about business or about challenges or life or anything at all, this is our time to connect and for me to answer what's on your mind and questions you may have. So, okay. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. I posted this on Facebook a few hours ago and I said, uh, what's your biggest question for this week? And the most is- interesting questions I'll answer and I'll, and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. So here's the first question. I haven't gone through a lot of these. I just skimmed them briefly, but I saw Carrie 
Drugan said, you seem to ask, who's also, she's in the School of Greatness Academy, so big shout out to Carrie and Soga. She said, you seem to ask a lot of your guests if they think they can have a big business vision and a family. Ooh, she's getting there with me. Why do you doubt that this can be done? Have you found someone yet you admire that has done both and that inspires you and why? Why do I doubt this can be done? Um, You know, I look at someone like Oprah who, uh, you know, doesn't have the family, but she's got this huge vision and she's serving the world in such a big way. And I wonder, you know, kids and a family takes a lot of time to raise children the right way. And when you're just trying to work hard enough to provide for your family, you're gone a lot of the times. But if you have a bigger vision and a bigger dream that's going to take even more of your energy and time, then I question, you know, can you really serve the world in a huge, powerful way if that's your mission to serve the world and get your message out there and be everywhere at all the time? If that's your mission, can you serve a few people at the same time to the level of the detail and attention and love that they need in that family setting? So for me, it's not a matter of doubting it. It's a matter of figuring out how to make sure it's done well and that both missions are served. Serving your personal legacy, which is your family, the ones you love, and also creating that balance and time to, to spread your message to the world, to go live your dreams and not only be there for your family. So for me, it's more of a... Uh, I'm in the school of greatness myself. I'm a student. I'm trying to learn how is it done effectively. And for those that are living to the fullest in their vision and their dreams, how are they doing it in their family as well? And there are a lot of people that aren't doing it well. So that's maybe why I doubt it. And there are some people I feel like who are doing it, but it always seems like there has to be some type of sacrifice somewhere at some time. So I'm just trying to learn to make sure that when I'm, you know, I'm ready for that sort of thing, that I can be a great father, a great husband, uh, a great family person, but also not hold back on my gifts and my dreams to serving the world in such a powerful way. So that's that's more my curiosity. So thank you for that, Carrie. That's a great one to start with, uh, Holland. Hamid, who uh, I just saw when I was in Hawaii recently on my four-day digital detox, she said, what do you believe the purpose of life is? And I don't know if it could be more deep than that, Holland. Thanks for putting me uh, in a corner there. But the purpose of life, I think, uh, evolves and changes based on where we're at in life. And you know, when I'm in my final years, before I'm... Uh, you know, about to call it, call it in and put my final timestamp on life. My purpose in life is probably much different than what it is now or what it is it was when I was 10 years old. So I guess the, my answer is not probably what you want to hear, but the purpose in life depends on where you're at in your in stage of life. And I believe it's to give your fullest and multiply and maximize your gifts and your love and share it to the world as much as possible. And I think you can do that at any stage in your life. I think you can always be growing, learning, multiplying your gifts and sharing that with your community, your loved ones and the world. 
by being a beam of joy and an expression of joy and love at all times. So I think that's a good purpose uh, for life. Sarah Dunn says, if you could go back and redo one thing, what would that be? You know, I don't think I would redo anything because I feel so blessed and grateful for where I'm at. Part of me always wonders what it would have been like going to, and transferring to go play for Ohio State University football team because my f- sophomore year, I broke a, you know, a world record for the most receiving yards in a single game. And I felt like I was finally getting into my athletic stride and groove. And I always dreamed of what it would have been like to play in front of 105,000 screaming fans in my home state of Ohio and that tradition and the legacy and all the great athletes there. And what could have come from that? You know, I was wondering, you know, could I have made the NFL then? Would I have been a great player at the team, uh, at the university? What would have happened? But when I look back at it, you know, I had an incredible experience not going there. You know, I was a two-sport All-American. I met so many incredible people. I learned so many valuable things. I had some injuries as well along the way. And I wouldn't take those back. You know, you know, part of me wishes I didn't have a broken wrist or I didn't break my wrist, but it also sidetracked me at the right time to, to make sure that I'm where I'm at now at this time. So it sidetracked me and it was a crappy experience. It sucked. I was sleeping on my sister's couch for a year and a half trying to figure out what I was going to do next. But it, that's the lessons. That's the time where I learned those lessons I needed to to get me where I'm at now. And all the programs that I've created, all the speaking, this podcast, my book would not be possible. Had I done anything different, this would all be different as well. So I don't know if I would change anything. I think maybe what I would do is I wouldn't, I would go back to myself when I was in elementary school and I would say, it's okay that you're not that smart in school. And I wouldn't beat myself up as much. I think I would just say, it's okay, focus on the things you're great at and your gifts and focus on gaining confidence with that as opposed to beating yourself up constantly for feeling like the stupidest kid in school. So that's probably what I would do. Hmm. Charles Fouch, I think it's Fouch, says, what was your first breakthrough when first starting out? I would say my first breakthrough in starting out was probably two years in. Um, I did, uh, there was two breakthroughs early on two years in about two years and two and a half years in, I did my first webinar and I made $6,200 and that was probably more that I made in the whole two years prior to that. So $6,200 in one hour from a webinar. And I don't think I made 6,200 bucks the two years prior to that. So that was a huge breakthrough for me. And then a few months after that, I got another big breakthrough. Details Magazine writer uh, reached out to me and they did a full like five-page spread with a two-page image in the middle of the magazine with me and Seth Godin and Gary Vaynerchuk and a few others talking about the five internet gurus that can make you rich. And I remember I was just like, I felt so out of place. How could I be in the same category with Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin? that early in my career when I was still a nobody, but that really solidified a lot of things and got me a lot of opportunities from that one piece of press, believe it or not. So those two things were really powerful for me. Heather Collins says, when you are motivated, but struggle with following through, what helps you go for what you're wanting and needing emotional, physical, 
uh, are professional. So when you're motivated but struggle with following through what helps you go for what you're wanting, needing. I think it comes back to vision. I talk about this in my book, actually, Heather. So thanks for the question. I talk about this in the first chapter of my book, and I give some exercises about how to do this. But most people aren't clear on what they want. They don't have a powerful enough vision. And because they lack the vision, they're, they don't know what their passions are. They don't know why they want their vision. They don't stay motivated throughout the challenges and the tough times. So in the first chapter of my book, we talk about how to do this. And then there's exercises at the end on how to stay committed and motivated to yourself. Really, it's about mapping out a game plan for yourself. I'm always working with ideas that I learned from playing sports. We had a game plan constantly. You have a game plan, you have a team that supports you, you have your mentors or coaches that move you forward as well. So don't try to do it on your own. Don't try to do everything being motivated with your own willpower because it's going to be harder doing that. You're going to have down days. That's why you need the team, you need the support to move you forward. So I would say, uh, Heather, I think you might already have gotten the first, cha- uh, the first chapter of my book or you might have already pre-ordered the book. So if you do, you're going to have all those exercises in there that are going to move you forward And just make sure to fill out each one of those because they're really powerful towards keeping you motivated during any breakdowns or challenges you may have uh, and staying committed to your vision. Okay, let's see this. Benji Fortiz says, can you find the same passion in promoting something that will bring you great profit, but you don't quite believe in it as much as something that you love promoting and believe in way more uh, believe in way before th- thoughts of profit. Okay, let me see if I can break this down. Can you find the same passion in promoting something that will bring you great profit, but you don't believe in it as much as something that will be promoting that will believe in before thoughts of profit? Um, I think uh, the you know for me, no, I can't find the passion in promoting something that will bring great profit unless I believe it's going to serve people at the same time and unless I really believe in the idea of the product. If I'm just doing it to make money uh, but don't believe it's going to help people, then I'm not going to be able to sell it with integrity and authenticity and I'm not going to be able to sustain selling it either. you also have another question here that says, Benji, or do you travel alone sometimes? And if so, do you do you do so because others traveling with you may not be as passionate about your work? If someone does come along, how do you balance time as so? I mean, I travel a lot alone because I'm going to speak at different places. I'm going to events. You know, I just went on vacation actually by myself alone because I just wanted to, to get a detox. My thing is I'm always around people. I'm always connecting with my friends and family. So for me traveling, it's more to go see people, to to do events, to do speaking, to see friends. Um, and if I'm in a relationship, then I'll travel with someone that I'm in a relationship with. But typically, I travel alone because um, I go for a purpose. It's to meet people or to to get something done. Trav Him says, away from the book, the amazing podcast and trainings, are you a Marvel or DC guy? Which superhero resonates with you? Huh, it's interesting. Um, I would say, I guess I'm Marvel, I think. But which superhero resonates with me? Man, a lot of them actually resonate with me. Captain America resonates with me because he was like, a, you know, this young scrawny kid that was picked on. Um, and that was essentially my life growing up. 
and then he became this all-American hero. And, you know, I've tried to kind of follow in those footsteps. But also, it's funny because I've got this superhero pictures and paintings on my 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 wall here of uh, Mr. Greatness that uh, one of the podcast listeners uh, created for me. It was an amazing gift. And one of them is just a portrait of Mr. Greatness. The other one is Mr. Greatness on the battlefield. Um conquering self-doubt and insecurity and fear. And I really like that picture because it, it reminds me of the common demons and evil people, you know, the evil thoughts and ideas that constantly come into our world uh, on a daily basis is really the things that we battle ourselves. So I'd say someone that I, you know, a superhero would probably be Batman, I think, just because he uses his fear and overcomes his fear and and turns his adversity into his advantage and uh, is constantly looking out for others and doing whatever it takes, sacrificing his his life to serve others' safety and uh, protect them. So I, I think it's really cool, and I just love the Batman movies. So Paul Jackson says, what is your greatest weakness and how do you use it to your advantage? My greatest weakness is my, I would say my, uh, you know, my book smarts that I had a very low grade point average in school. I struggled constantly in school. Um, I felt very inferior to my classmates. I was always in the bottom four of my class because they gave us rankings on our grade cards. And I uh, was always in the lowest of the rankings, which was not fun as a, you know, teenager growing up trying to build confidence in myself. Uh, it was hard for me to read aloud in class. Uh, you know, I hated it when teachers would, would call on me because I wasn't able to fully be confident in my, my answers and, and in my reading out loud. So I'd say that's my greatest weakness and how I use it to my advantage by learning that, you know, I love this quote. I can't remember who said it, but someone said, people don't care as much how much people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I use that to my advantage in learning to be great in life and strive for greatness in life by connecting with people's hearts, not by trying to use my intelligence and and book smarts to be successful or create relationships with people. You know, the key to success in life is not how smart you are, although that helps a lot in certain areas, but it is in relationships. The key to success in life is with relationships. And so I use that weakness to understand people and to understand how humans think and work and do my best to connect with people. Now, I'm not the best at it and I still make mistakes and still say things that are wrong and probably uh, upset people from time to time. But my, I've used it to build quality relationships with people and really come from a place of love uh, and connection as opposed to street, uh, you know, not street smarts, but book smarts and intelligence. Nick Marich said, how many months did it take you to get off your sister's couch? Well, it took about a year and a half, somewhere around a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. And then I was living at my brother's place. I was renting a room from him for two fifty a month for, I think, three to four months, maybe five months until I made that, you know, big chunk of change, 6,200 bucks. And from there, I 
got my first apartment in downtown, well, the short north of Columbus, Ohio, off First and High Street for $495 a month. And it was seemed like so much money to me at the time. Um, but after a few months, it, it became okay. I, be, I started to make more money. So that was my early experience. And I was like 24, I was 24, 25 at the time. Kevin Laylor says, of all the avenues that you have to reach and touch people, name two things you want people to remember you for if tomorrow wasn't promised. Wow. That's a good question. I should ask that on my podcast to the people I interview. Two things you want people to remember you for if tomorrow wasn't promised. I would say I would want people to remember me for my passion and joy in chasing my dreams and living my dreams and that I always went from my dreams and wasn't afraid to go you know, after the scariest things that most people never go for. I would say that's number one. And number two, I want people to remember me for how much I cared and loved people and wanted to support and serve people in achieving their dreams. That's That would be the two things I'd want. Thank you for asking that question, Kevin. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there to too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Here's a business question for you. Uh, Avram Gonzalez said, what would you do to take a coaching info marketing business from six figures to seven figures and beyond? 
what would you focus on? What are the big things that need to change in regards to mindset systems, et cetera? It's a good question. And I would really, you know, to be honest, I'd really need to know what the person's already doing to be able to give a better answer. So I can't just give a general answer for someone um, to go to six figures to seven figures. But typically it's like one or two things they could do differently. They're probably not selling enough. And so they're not getting in front of more people. If they're already making multiple six figures. They just need to get in front of more people. They usually don't have upsells. They usually don't have multiple products to sell to, uh, to their customers. Uh, and they usually don't have good systems in place at a six figure level. You're usually doing it, trying to do it all yourself, maybe one, uh, part-time assistant, but you've really got to build those systems and start building the team. If you want to get to seven figures and beyond, you know, my friend Derek Halpern talks about this on social triggers a lot, but you really got to start growing your team. If you want to grow your business, it's hard to do it all on your own. Um, and webinars, joint ventures can help generate more sales, obviously, but you want to grow that team and start creating probably an upsell or another product where you can really maximize where you're at. But it's really not that hard to go from six figures to seven figures. Once, once you can see what you have, what assets you have, where you're at, it's pretty easy to, to plug it in and get to the next level. If you're already got the six figures, I think the hardest thing for most people is getting to six figures. But once you get there, it's easier to get to seven, I think. Jessica Holcomb said, when and why did you set the goal of writing the School of Greatness book? Oh, great question. Uh, it was first opened up to me, an idea opened up to me when I was 16 years old. And I was at a Tony Robinson event. And I remember he came up, he walked up next to me at one point during this event. And his energy and presence was so powerful that I said, one day I want to be able to speak in front of 15, 20,000 people and, and inspire someone else with my presence and energy. And it was kind of like at that time where I was like, man, this guy's awesome. You know, he does his speaking. He's got these books, things like that. I think it'd be cool to write a book one day that inspires people like this. And then seven and a half years ago, I, th- I believe seven and a half years ago, I read the four hour work week at, during Christmas of 2007 going into 2008. And I, it was a, I read a book that Christmas called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And after I read that book, it was three days it took me to read it. And at the end of reading it, I remember closing it up and saying, wow, I cannot believe how much this inspired me to take action and want to improve my life and get to the next level in my life. I remember just being so inspired to take action and then took action for years because of this one book, this one idea. And afterwards I said, you know, one day I'm going to have enough information and skills and knowledge and value to write a book that inspires and creates possibilities in the minds of millions of people the way this book has done it for me. And so that seed was planted when I was 16 and then seven and a half years ago, in the end of 2007 when I read that book because that book changed my life in the fact that it gave me possibility. It showed me possibility. And I took the action to create results over the last seven years, but that opened up the mind for me to take that action. It was a great, you know, kind of a 
virtual mentor, I guess, if you will, that, that book and those ideas. So that's when it came about. Jessica, thank you for that question. Bill Feith, I think your last name is Bill Faith or Feith, says, love to hear your, love to hear about the value you have found and the benefits of a joint venture launch. You utilize this strategy very well for your courses and webinars and have done the same extended for your book launch. Um, you know, when you have affiliates or, you know, joint ventures promoting a launch of yours, in my mind, it helps out a ton. There's a couple of things. There's an advantage that you're getting the word out to so many more people when you create a contest. And the best way to do it is to create a contest where the top 10 or top 15 people get prizes and bonuses because that's going to fuel everyone else to want to get those top 10 spots. You know, when you create competition in anything, you're going to get people wanting to reach the top. There's always going to be a few people that want to promote a little harder so they can get to the fifth spot or to the third spot or the first spot and win those extra bonuses. So uh, I love creating that excitement, that that marketing machine behind a JV and affiliate launch because it creates so much more buzz than you can create alone. It's like finding this powerhouse team of people that want to support you and building momentum around your thing as opposed to just you doing it. So I'm doing that with my book launch. You know, I've got 500 members on my street team who are avid about promoting it. I've got a bunch of affiliates. I've got people doing webinars, podcasts, interviews, press, videos, all sorts of things to help me launch it. And if I tried this, if I just said, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to do it on my own. I guarantee it would do like one one hundredth as well. Just me trying to promote it to my own audience without the support of everyone else that I've built relationships with for the last seven, eight years. So a JV launch is very powerful. I recommend uh, just being very strategic about it and making sure it adds a lot of value to people that are promoting it for you. Jonathan Lee said, who are the three people you most want to interview and why? Oh, you know, if I really thought about this, I'd probably say a couple different names if I thought I could interview anyone I wanted to. But the people I've been wanting to interview on my podcast that keep coming up, uh, one is The Rock. I think he's just awesome what he does. and He's really inspiring how committed he is to his vision and his work and his passion uh, and his health. So The Rock would be one. Tom Brady would be another, and I'm working on that right now. Will Smith is a guy I really want to interview. Jim Carrey, I think, has just got an incredible mind, an incredible career. Uh, Oprah would be amazing for me to interview. So those are some that are just come to mind right now who I think would be awesome. I think, you know, Obama would be incredible as well. I think he'd be great. Um, I just don't know. It might take a couple of years for that. But those are some of the people, Jonathan. So if any of you know these people or best way to get in contact with them, let me know. Corey Hind, I think it's Hind, said, would love to hear about your diet right now. You're a super high energy guy who gets an incredible amount of living done. I'd love to know what powers you. Well, I've got an incredible assistant, Sarah, who makes a lot of my meals right now and just makes sure that I'm eating well. She cooks, you know, different foods for me pretty much every day and sets me up to win. So I just kind of give her some some guidelines of what I'm looking for. Sometimes I'm open to having you know, not as healthy foods with some more gluten and dairy and things like that. Other times I'm telling her to cut out all these things and let's just keep it whole foods. I try to keep it as much whole foods as possible, real whole foods from the earth or, and, uh, you know, grass fed organic meats. 
Um, always try to do organic and grass fed, but I'm trying to do as many green veggies as possible. So whether that's a green juice in the morning, I have a smoothie pretty much every day with superfoods and banana in it. Uh, and then I'm trying to have as much leafy greens as possible throughout the day with lean organic meats. And, um, and that's most of it. Katie Stahl said, were you able to completely unplug and recharge in Kauai? I just did this last week. What was the biggest realization you had during that time? Did you gain any new perspectives? What was the hardest part about unplugging from the business, social media, and the hustle? Great question, Katie. Um, I loved it. And the biggest realization that I got from that, I didn't take my phone or my computer. So I was unplugged for four days. And... What it made me realize is that I need to do that more often, and I want to do it every you know six months minimum, if not every quarter, where I do it for at least four days, probably a week, because we aren't born to be connected to our phones. We're not born to be you know tied down to our email, our computers. These technology tools help us advance where we want to go. but we can be slaves to them as well. So I have uh, you know. It, it, it reminded me that, you know, I need to disconnect throughout the day and take time for myself every day and not be glued to my phone and leave it somewhere for some time so I can really connect with people. It really made me appreciate being in nature and how powerful nature was. So the hardest part was just the first day, kind of like trying to figure out the directions of where I was going to go. You know, I printed off maps as opposed to using the, uh, you know, Google Maps on my phone and, I was using a landline phone in my hotel to call a friend as opposed to using my cell phone. So it was just a different experience. It was like being 15 years ago, but it was completely cool and I loved it and I wish I could have stayed longer, but I had so many interviews getting ready for this book launch that uh, you know, I wanted to come back and, and start hustling again because it's a big opportunity for me. But it was great and I highly recommend doing it before you go into anything crazy or major or launch. Do it before. Don't wait till afterwards when you feel like you have to crash and burn. Do it before so you're charged and ready to go before something major comes in your life. Okay, there's a bunch of more questions and I want to wrap it up here in the next couple minutes. Um so I'm going to try to go through these as fast as I can. This is going to be like lightning round. So Laura Gottam says, uh, Lewis, thank you for some awesome podcasts recently. I'm, re I'm really loving the guests you've had on and the topics you've covered. I'd love to know more about your values, both personal and in business. You mentioned your goals constantly impacting 100 million people to make a full-time living doing what they love and launching your book in a super mega awesome way. But I haven't heard you talk much about your values. I'd love to know what your values are by you live in your business and in your life? It's a great question and thank you for asking. I actually cover this in the first chapter of my book and I actually want to wait for you to read it. This is not, you know, just me pitching my book, but I want to I want to save it because there's a reason why I talk about it in the book to set some of the exercises up and I think you'll it'll be a great example for you to read that chapter. And you can get the chapter for free also if you go to greatnessbook.com and opt in there. You can get the first chapter for free um, digitally. So you can go and check that out. But you know, obviously, I'd love it if you bought a copy. Then you can get that in the book in the first chapter. So uh, you will see in the first chapter about vision what my five core values are in life. So hopefully that, that inspires you to get the book. Okay, 
Claudine Daggett says, oh, this is exciting. First off, I love your stuff. I listened to your interviews with Dan Millman, uh, Matt Hussey, Prince E, and Gabby on repeat all day in the kitchen while cooking and working. Love it. Question. When you close your eyes and envision your life five years from now, what do you see? How do you feel? What are you doing? Thanks so much for being you. Oh, great question. And this is something I think we should all do on a on a daily, weekly basis is to envision and feel and experience the things we see in five years or in six months, in a year, things like that. And in five years, I will be 37. I mean, I really, my dream is to go to the Olympics. You know, my dream is to go to the Olympics. So in five years, um, I would love to be preparing for the Olympic Games. Um, I would love to be have my own TV show, TV shows. Uh, I'd love to make movies, be a producer of movies and executive producer of movies. I would love to have more books. Um, I would love to see my book in every single bookstore in the world being on the front of the shelves right by the checkout, selling tens of thousands of copies every single week and inspiring millions of people every single month. I would love to have the number one podcast in the world um, and be interviewing the most inspiring business leaders, celebrities, influencers, thought leaders, scientists, doctors, politicians, and would love to be that person that all these people, that the biggest people in the world go to, to reveal something. You know, I would like to be that safe space where I could create a connection with those people and share that with the world, the truth about what they're doing and what they're up to. So that's some of the things I envision. I see my envision myself being the healthiest I've ever been, having more energy than I've ever had, surrounded by the most loving people, all my friends and family healthy, uh, and just so inspired to tackle life every single day with passion and joy. Andy Ryan says, pancakes or waffles? Depends, but I've been loving me some waffles lately. Joshua Santos, what do you notice about your business that can improve? Oh, man, so much. Everything can improve constantly. I noticed that you know, my design online can improve. My back-end funnels can improve. Uh, my communication with my team can improve. Our productivity can improve. There's so much that can improve. And um, I'm constantly learning every day. I, I, I'm definitely not the expert on having the the most smooth and most successful business. I have a lot to learn, so I'm constantly improving. What's your breakfast routine like, says Fatima M. My breakfast routine is, um, I would say my morning routine is I get up, I work out, I express my gratitude, I do breathing or, or meditation in the morning, I make my bed, I have a green juice or a smoothie, shower, and then I get ready for the day. And the last question I see here, Matt Bailey said, Lewis, you mentioned in your sponsor message that you take on its alpha brain, my sponsor on it. I also take it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the product. Uh, I feel I need to cycle off before starting a third bottle. Thank you. And as always, keep being great. Matt, I take it for me, I'm very sensitive to, uh, to certain things. And this supplement is pretty powerful one for me. So it keeps me really focused. You know, I don't take caffeine or anything like that. So for, for anything that's got, you know, enhanced herbs, it's, 
you know, I can feel it. Like I, if I drink caffeine, I can feel it. Right. And so for me, I only take it when I really need it because it can, it can, you know, it can keep me up. It can create some very vivid dreams for me sometimes. And, uh, so I take it when I need it to be really sharp, to be focused. Um, but yeah, it would cycle on and off whenever you need it. I want to take it every day. I would take it when you need it. So for me, that's what I do. Uh, this is, uh, this is a lot of fun. There were a couple other random questions in here that didn't make sense. That didn't really serve me. And I didn't think it would serve you guys. So I didn't ask those. Um, so hopefully this was a powerful solo round and Q and a, uh, I appreciate the questions that you guys asked me. I'm learning so much about myself and about you guys with these questions. So thank you guys so much. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode number 228. So if you want to share this with your friends, lewishouse.com slash two, two, eight, and just go ahead and post it over on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else on social media. Also, make sure to check me out on Instagram. I'm constantly posting over there. Awesome photos. And I'm just at Lewis Howes on Instagram like I am everywhere else online. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. It's my mission to serve you and to add value to you each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when these podcasts are released. So I'm constantly scouring and searching the world for the most inspiring people that I find inspiring, but I know will also serve you. So I'm constantly looking for people to come on that are the highest, biggest influencers in the world or have done some of the most incredible things. I get sent a lot of requests and a lot of intros to interview people. And, uh, you know, a lot of them aren't the right fit for what I'm doing right now. But if you have someone who is literally a game changer who inspires millions of people around the world who is doing something incredible that you think might be a good fit make sure to reach out and let me know and make the introduction i will leave it at that guys thank you guys so much for being here you know what time it is it's time to go out there and do something great seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.